0: Is Corey
1: and I'm Katie King and this is True, True Crime New, New England. England. What's up everybody? Hello welcome back to another episode.
0: Our first episode post Halloween extravaganza spooky funky town XOXO VIP TM. TM.
1: <laughs> it's always hard when we move past Halloween but you know we go through a bit of a grieving process if yeah, you will naturally but you know everyone has their coping mechanism so yeah
0: and you know, I always go through like, I don't know if you experienced this, but like a post-birthday depression, I call it PBD, and I feel like I experience it every year when it's not my birthday all of a sudden, you know? Because <laughs> you wake up and it's like, it's all about me. Everything today is me. People are going to say happy birthday, I'm going to get presents, I'm going to get attention, all me. And then you wake up the next day and it's like, I have to wait another year <laughs> And you know what's funny is that I don't like attention.
1: So it's like, why would I, why do I want it so bad on my birthday? But that's the day for attention. Like, that is the one day that you should be showered in attention. Correct. I guess you're right. See, that's, there you go. So,
0: yeah, you're right, you're right. So my birthday was um, October 26th. Mm -hmm. Came out right before our last spooky Halloween episode. And, you know, I'm 24 now which is getting old. Yeah. Painful in the word. <laughs> like I'm almost a quarter of a century. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what my brother says. He says, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a quarter of a century. I'm having a quarter century life crisis. <laughs> I was like, what? It's definitely nice now that we're not in quarantine so strictly that I could do things. Not that I did, but I could, you know? You have that option. Yes. And I got some great presents. For my birthday. Katie's are still coming. They're in the mail. But I hear they're coming soon. Mm -hmm. And you have had a present for me since like June. So I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, that's right. To see. It was literally like summer. And you were like, I got your first birthday present.
1: And I was like, What the hell? It's in October. I think it was before you gave me my birthday presents in August. I found yours. So you've been waiting. Oh, yeah. And waiting and waiting. Oh, I'm so excited. I love it. I'm excited, too. But I got
0: some great gifts. Um, I asked my parents for two things. And you guys are going to laugh and be really sad for me. I asked for, like, a real set of kitchen knives. So, like, sharp ones, you know? Because, um... I cut vegetables for my bearded dragon Hannah, you know, every night, but like a serrated like steak knife does not cut kale or collard greens very well. And I'm like sitting there like, like trying to, so I literally asked for knives and, um, I have these cheap plastic Tupperwares that I got in bulk at like BJ's when I moved and they are all cracked and
1: stained. So I asked for glass Tupperware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a good idea, though. That's what I wanted. See, that I like that approach, though, because that way you are not only taking initiative mm-hmm. and making sure that you get gifts that you want, mm. they're actually stuff that you can use. Yeah. And you're not getting things that, while they may be appreciated, right, you might not be able to put them... as much use yeah that's true that's i think that's very smart and very practical
0: thank you i'm an adult now (laughs) i want to say for my 22nd birthday i got a flu shot so it's been i'm (laughs) the growth is real um and then my cousin maddie we've been having i think i've talked about it before on the podcast a long-standing joke between us where we just buy each other for christmas and birthdays really awful like jesus-based gifts because neither of us are religious. You guys know that about me, but Maddie is not religious either. So, you know, we've been doing it for several years. She's gotten me, like, my Jesus blanket. I have a, a Virgin Mary blanket. That's the softest thing I've ever felt. Oh, my God. And, you know, she's... I've given her a pocket Bible and a rosary necklace. And she gave me a Psalms, like, coloring book. We've just been... yes. It's been great. And so she gave me this year a beautiful mug. Like it's a big mug and it's like beige and it's really well done. And it just says prayer warrior on it. (laughs) So I have that. And her boyfriend, Jesse, helped her pick it out. So I was like, great. Thank you. And then she got me in North Carolina, I think she said, a shirt. It's bright pink. And on the front is like a cartoon picture of like, Chicken nuggets and like a big glass of tea or something, and sunglasses, and it says "Raised on chicken nuggets and Jesus." <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have that as a shirt now. I haven't worn it yet because I'm—I haven't found the appropriate setting. <laughs> I want to.
1: I want to really bad, but not yet. Maybe we'll go to a Bible study and then go to McDonald's after. That's a
0: I love that.
1: And we'll know nothing, but we'll, we'll know nothing. have to just sit in the back and... All we'll do is just... Yeah. Amen!
0: <laughs> Recently, as well, I found out that there's a store near my apartment called Glory. And I'm positive that it's just Jesus memorabilia and things like that. So I am going to go ham for Christmas for Maddie. And I'm going to
1: load her up oh my God. with terrible Jesus-based items. It's going to be great. And you'll be supporting a small business. There you go.
0: That's exactly the point. Not really. Oh, It's more to prank my cousin, but hey. And <laughs> hey, two for one. Yeah, honestly. Two burns one stone. Right? And it's funny because, like, I will buy myself shirts that are jokey and then I will never wear them. So, like, I bought one at Walmart a few years ago that literally was just, like, a black shirt. And on the front it just said, world's proudest grandma. I don't know why, but I was like, I'll wear this. And I never have. Oh, my God. And then I have a shirt from My Favorite murder that just it has an arrow pointing up to you know the neckline and it says i'm the daddy in this situation and i've worn it once and it was to embarrass cole when he visited (laughs) over the summer so i need to really start putting these shirts to use oh my god (laughs) i know guys it's great now that i'm losing weight i'll look really good in this bright pink chicken nugget jesus shirt i think it'll look great
1: i think that's so funny
0: Maybe I'll wear it to our next yearly photo shoot. See? Perfect. So get ready, guys. We could have outfit changes where you just wear each of your different shirts. Okay. The grandma one probably first. Perfect. Because it's so time sensitive. Obviously. But anyway. Yeah, my birthday was fine. In the end, it was fine. Amazing. Great. However, for the case we have today, somebody stopped having birthdays. Because he died. He was killed. So, our case today is going to be... It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think it's straightforward, and then you kind of get into the nitty-gritty. hmm You know, sometimes the guilty conscience tells on themselves. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: And this one told on itself in a very bizarre way. Yeah, so stay tuned. Stay tuned, y'all. You're going to really like it. And without further ado, today we will be covering Christine Billis. Okie Schmokey, time for our sources before
1: we get into the case. Katie, hit me with it. I have Murderpedia, oh my god, WCAX.com disabilitymemorial.com, CBS News, and the Barton Chronicle. Nice. I too, in addition to you, had Murderpedia. I also had
0: um, an article from a website called Your Tango. I had an article from About Lawsuits. It's two words, lawsuits. I'm sure they probably meant lawsuits. I had Barton Chronicle newspaper as well. I had something from my NBC5, and I also had a blog by a man named Kevin Leland. So I got a lot of great information from that, and you'll find out why, listeners, shortly. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Hell yeah. Do you want to share the,
1: the day in question? It would be my pleasure. Oh. On September 22nd, 2009, in Charleston, Vermont. 42-year-old Christine Billis was driving with her husband, 57-year-old Charles Billis. He was coming home from an appointment when the car suddenly swerved into a massive pine tree. And it was so close to their house. A few hundred feet away. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Christine had her seatbelt on and made it out of the crash relatively unscathed with a few minor injuries, but Charles was not wearing his seatbelt. Oh, Charles. First responders arrived on the scene at the intersection of Line Farm Road and Vermont Route 5A. It was about 4.16 p.m. when they responded. They found the single vehicle crash. Christine was able to be transported to the hospital pretty smoothly. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't that injured, just minor scrapes, cuts, and bruises. So they bring her to the hospital. Okay, she's fine. Charles, on the other hand, was trapped in the car. Mm. Once he was freed, he had to be extricated from the car. Yeah, that's scary. It was clear that he was severely, severely injured, Mm. and he was also legally blind, so this crash was absolutely terrifying for him. Yeah, of course. Oh. So terrifying. Um, He was transported to North Country Hospital, where he was pronounced dead upon arrival.
0: Apparently, his aorta had torn- which caused him to bleed a ton, and then he died from, you know, exsanguination, essentially, and, you know, damage to his heart, which is so terrifying and must be so, so painful. That is so sad.
1: I know. Awful stuff. The crash happened in a woman named Pamela Hellenick's front yard. She stated, I went over to get the mail because you usually do. I went and looked at the hole again and thought about how that poor man died. The damage to the tree and just the surrounding area was really, really extreme. Yeah. Her husband, Raymond, stated it sounded like dynamite going off. Oh. Yeah. It happened in broad daylight. I mean, 416 p.m. Yeah. The weather was beautiful. End of September. Mm -hmm. The roads were dry and in good condition, and the road was a straightaway without any sharp turns at that section. Police who responded to the crash also made an observation that there were no brake marks. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Christine told authorities that she blacked out at the wheel, and the crash was written off as being the result of a medical condition that Christine had that had previously gone undiagnosed. Oh. That was what they thought, is, oh, she must have a medical condition that wasn't diagnosed before this. Go get checked out, Christine. Sorry you blacked out and killed your husband. Yeah, that must be so hard for you. That's awful. Yeah, that was that was what they wrote the crash-off as. Yeah. An accident. Yeah, sure. And it was, right? I mean... I mean, yeah, because Christine went on her merry way for a while after that. A while, yeah.
0: In fact, let me take you to uh, 2010. Let's do it. A man named Kevin Leland lives in Vermont. He, uh, you know, he was a God-fearing Christian man. Good guy. He uh, was lonely. So he did what we all have done and found himself on OkCupid, right? Um, He wasn't necessarily looking for love. He says it was more like just a genuine connection, which is fair. He was Christian, like I said, and he was looking for a celibate Christian relationship for at least two years was what his celibacy like limit was I think and so he was on OkCupid and he was searching and all of a sudden it was so crazy he had a 98% match with someone and it was like what well, oh my god that's god working for me through OkCupid right so it was with a woman named Christine And uh, she was also from Vermont, and she was also a God-fearing woman, and she said she was interested in a celibate Christian relationship as well. And so Kevin was like, ding, 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 jackpot, right? (laughs) And he was like, let's talk, and let's get to know each other, and Mm -hmm. be friends, and, you know, let's just try it out. So um, they instantly were connected, and... Christine even called Kevin, quote, her twin brother from another mother, which is interesting considering it's okay,
1: Cupid. And you're pursuing someone romantically. Romantically. Yeah.
0: I I don't even know. But ultimately, Kevin said he was attracted to her humor, that she was very funny, and uh, he liked that she was a videographer, and she just... She was cool. He thought she was cool and fun and funny and it was great. And that was all. He was like, let's just hang out. Let's be buddies. So very quickly, they're texting. You know, they're Cupid texting. Got to Cupid (laughs) calling. And they were like, you know, having phone conversations. Great. Love that. Here's the thing, though, is that... Kevin decided he really wanted to get to know Christine and he said well let me see if I can like get a deep cut of her you know and so he started off by saying I'll give you a deep cut of myself and he said I just want you to know like something about me is that I tend to have like a violent like I have anger problems and I can get violent if I get overly frustrated and Christine was like me too and then she said and I quote I did it. I did it on purpose. And then she told Kevin that in 2009, she got in a car accident where her husband died. And that was her confessing to the quote accident. Basically they had not known each other very long at all. And um, she just broke down telling him that she killed her husband. They had known
1: each other for about three weeks. Oh, my God. It was still the, you know, getting to know you phase. The honeymoon. And... Right. They weren't even official. They were just still talking and getting to know each yeah. other and feeling each other out. They
0: hadn't met each other. I think
1: it was one of their first phone
0: calls. Yep. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you have a violent streak.
1: That's cool. I killed my yeah. husband. Three weeks. Yep. Three weeks they'd been casually texting and calling and OkCupid messaging.
0: That's nuts
1: to me. Mm-hmm. That is just
0: crazy. And uh, the thing with Kevin, and he's a good guy, he, uh, instead of immediately going to the police, he decided, let's pray over the phone. And so they did. They prayed together. And then this bitch, they still made plans to hang out. So he got this information that she purposefully drove her car into a tree with her blind husband, unseat belted. And he still was like, we
1: should meet. We should, like, get together. Yeah, let's go get a bite to eat or something, you know. Really meet in person and connect. And maybe pray in person over the food that we eat. So, like I said, they they prayed together.
0: And Kevin was like, listen, I'll get you in with a priest at um, his church, which was St. Mary Star of the Sea in Newport, Vermont. And um, he said, maybe you can reconcile and, like, repent with God and it was like classes and he thought this was better than turning her in and so according to Kevin after a few classes Christine dropped out claiming that God had forgiven her to which my point I wrote do you like just decide that or like what is the quota where God forgives you (laughs) right like she just decided that taking three classes was enough and she was her and God were on good terms
1: that's like when you go to confession and you admit these things like, oh, I beat up my little brother in a fight or something. I don't yeah. know. That's what I said when I there went you to go. confession at like 10 years old. There you go. But they were like, say three Hail Marys and in an Our Father and you'll be absolved of your sins. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. I'll go beat up my brother tomorrow <laughs> and then say three Hail Marys and an Our Father and yep. <laughs> do the rosary a couple times. There you go. But yeah, I just, I don't understand what. The criteria is for being absolved of your sins. Like beating up your little brother at ten years old is one thing. Right. Driving your legally blind husband when you knew he didn't have a seatbelt on into a massive pine tree full speed without breaking. That's I mean, how okay.
0: I think it's gonna take at least twelve Hail Marys. (laughs) To even get God to listen to
1: you. And maybe five or six classes. Yeah, seriously, right? (laughs) To kind of get his attention on on you. you He's dealing with so many world issues all the time.
0: True, it's true. But I thought that was so interesting that she just was like, Yeah, well, he forgives me, so I'm good. And then they continued on. They kept going.
1: Christine told Kevin that her dead husband was very controlling and abusive, both mentally and verbally, And that he had actually threatened to kill her on several occasions. So she's kind of trying to justify that she killed him. Mm -hmm. Even though she did not confess to this initially, she told law enforcement that she blacked out. Right, right. And had a medical condition. Like, I don't understand. So now that it's been almost a year, less than a year. Yeah. Almost a year, but but less than a year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Keyword Less (laughs) than a year. Um, It's kind of been starting to weigh on her. Yeah. So, when Kevin agreed to meet up with her in person, he thought that he could do a little trick of his own. Yeah. He was going to get her to elaborate more on the murder. Mm -hmm. He actually brought it up, and he goes, you know, so tell me more about the (laughs) not-so-accidental death of your husband. Yeah. And he recorded her. Yes! Yes! confessing to the crime. Which, honestly, that's a
0: very brave move because maybe she wasn't, like, a super violent person, but if you were doing that with a super violent person, if they found out, that can be a big problem,
1: you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if she drove you into a tree, dude? Like Literally. Oh, God. She has the ability. I mean, <laughs> clearly.
0: She likes... That's her method, I guess. Mm-hmm. Most women go with poisoning, but she... <laughs> She said, I'm going to take my vulnerable husband and ram him into a very large tree. That's so wild. Yeah.
1: Kevin stated, I recorded our conversation on my digital recorder on how she planned it for months. (sighs) He took his recordings to police, and they were able to obtain warrants to then record more conversations between Kevin and Christine.
0: But the only problem with that was that they had to obtain a warrant, and it took time. Mm -hmm. So it takes six months for them to get a warrant. And they tell Kevin that and they're like, it's going to take probably like six months. And he's like, oh, no. And so he has to continue to connect and talk to Christine about, you know, the murder and like still be her friend, get the confession again. And, you know, Mm -hmm. then they can go forward. So Kevin's like, "Okay," And then they uh, he does it, though. He keeps hanging out with her. He claims on his blog that it was because Christine, she had three daughters. One was older and, like, already out of the house. But she and Charlie had two younger daughters. And so he said that he was trying to keep them safe. Um, which may be, and that's a very nice thought. But that's not your job. And, you know, it's could be an excuse, I think, to still be near
1: her. Yeah,
0: And he claims on his blog that she was not attractive and that he wasn't romantically attracted to her and that he said something like she was about as appealing as a bucket of peckers or something like he was trying to really reiterate that he did not find her attractive
1: that's interesting because you matched on ok cupid and you were talking and flirting and you know praying together yeah praying together is pretty intimate so now all of a sudden that she's a murderer, he's, like, backtracking. Like, no, 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 no. I just didn't... I didn't. Like, yeah. how did you connect with her in the first place to find all that out then, bro, if you didn't right. think that she was attractive? Right. And to be fair, to play devil's advocate, not like they were talking for very long. Yes.
0: <laughs> so she kind of, like, broke down and told him that when maybe that he was still deciding that he liked her True. Her. But regardless... In, in three weeks... Which is not a long time. No. For anything... So it was like, but yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna try. And he even said that when he met up with Christine that one time, they went on a walk to the crash site. And he said that she seemed kind of proud of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, this is where it happened. Like she was just so excited. And he was like, Wow, that's a big hole in the tree
1: wow i mean she's saying that he's abusive yeah and i understand wanting to leave an abusive situation especially if he's starting to threaten to kill her yeah you know you could argue she feared for her life but i she could have and you know maybe she did and maybe she feared for her
0: daughter's lives perhaps and kevin thought this too that's why he didn't necessarily turn her in right away because he was like She's being abused mentally, verbally, physically. This guy is a piece of shit. He did all this stuff to Christine and maybe he did it to their daughters. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, maybe it is justified a little bit. Maybe it's not my responsibility to turn her in right now. Like, how would you feel if you were in that situation where someone said, I just shot my husband because he threw me
1: against a wall In front of our kid, you know? What would you do? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I feel like that's a different circumstances. Like, okay, you just shot your husband versus you shot your husband to defend yourself, it sounds like. Right. So that's kind of the debate is, was she really being abused or was that something she had said in the heat of the moment to kind of justify her actions? Right. I
0: think probably
1: the latter. In fact... Kevin
0: thought it was justifiable because he assumed she was being abused. But then (laughs) Christine started to tell Kevin about what the abuse was. And it involved things like yelling at her to do the laundry and reminding her to pick up things around the house. Cause fun fact, she was a hoarder. And so then Kevin was like, that was, that's the abuse. Oh shit. And he was like, him telling you or yelling at you to do the laundry I don't think is justifiable for murder and so then he was like fuck me (laughs) and then that's when the whole police thing happened which is again brave
1: you know the recordings were the main piece of evidence that got Christine charged with the murder Mm -hmm. after she was questioned by police the first time she told Kevin quote I'm busted (gasps) oh shit yeah (laughs) Oh, my God. She told investigators kind of the same story, that Charles abused her. That's why she murdered him. Interestingly enough, she also told them that her intent with driving into the tree was not only to kill Charles, Mm -hmm. but to kill herself as well. Which is sad. That is very sad. Especially because they have children. Right. Yeah, like, that's, that's awful. But I do think it's intriguing that... She had her seatbelt on, and she noticed that he did not. Yeah. I wonder how that worked out. And the impact of the crash, obviously, if she escaped with minor cuts and bruises versus Charles, who had to be extricated from the car, yeah. the way that they hit the tree, the front passenger side is the part of the car that took the impact. Of course. Not even the brunt of the impact. The, the impact. impact. Yeah. So, again, that's something you could argue. Right. Is whether or not that's something that she's telling law enforcement to kind of maybe get herself a lighter sentence and gain sympathy with them. Right. Or if that's legitimately what was going through her head. Yeah.
0: It's so hard to tell because she sounds... I mean, to kill your husband is narcissistic. Yeah. For her reasons was narcissistic. You know? Like, that's ridiculous. Even if you thought you were being abused, and maybe you were... It doesn't sound like she was, though. Yeah. So that's, like... There's other ways to get out of that situation, you know? So it's just ridiculous and sad for these children who now lost their dad in this awful accident and now are losing their mom, mm-hmm. you know, in jail because she killed their papa. <laughs> right. Like, that's awful. It's crazy. Um, so when Christine was arrested... She was charged with homicide in the first degree and then held without bail in the Northern State Correctional Center in Newport. And um, like you said, she had been planning and planning. And when the police confronted her about the confession, she said, I saw the tree. I couldn't take it anymore. I was not going to leave him with the kids. And my intent was to kill both of us. So she... It was, like, premeditated very quickly before the crash, at the very least, which is premeditation. Yes. It counts. So it's like, okay, girl, you still just kind of, like, admitted to premeditation, which isn't going to help your case.
1: Right. And then she went back on that, and she said the crash wasn't planned. Right. Right. And then she also said that at the time, she thought the tree coming at her was, quote, the most beautiful thing that she saw in her life, and that when she realized she survived the crash, she cried. What? I just feel so bad. Usually people say the most
0: beautiful thing they see is their husband waiting for them at the altar, crying at their beautiful wedding dress, their beautiful bride, (laughs) holding your baby for the first time,
1: not seeing a pine tree. That's, I just, oh man... She also told a state trooper that she had ovarian cancer and had had a hysterectomy in June of 2009. Mm -hmm. She said there was just a lot going on that year. She was going through extreme mental health issues as well as emotional issues. Yeah. And she said that Charles was abusive and at one point she left him, but she went back because he promised to change. Hmm. Interesting. So she's kind of all over the place. I will say, you know, mental health issues Hundred percent. She's a hoarder. Yeah, hoarding and mental health issues go hand in hand. That's yeah. just a fact. Right. Right. I know. So she's not all there, and she's really going through it. Yeah. Mental and, health wise. Yeah.
0: And to suddenly pull out, I had instructed me. I was in so much mental agony, and I crashed the car.
1: That's the narcissism.
0: Yes. That that's a good point. Like she took pick and chose from her own life to justify it for herself that's a good point so the judge recognized that Christine had a whole bunch of mental health history you Mm -hmm. know and so he sent her to a state hospital to be evaluated for competency um, and also to determine her level of sanity at the time of the actual accident quote Um, which you know depending on her mental state could have changed a lot you know So they were like, well, let's give this the good old college try and see (laughs) what we can do. And I mean, she was mentally ill, like you said. There's no going around it. However, she wasn't that mentally ill that she was like completely in a
1: psychosis where she had to crash her car. Not even a little. Right. Mm -mm. And she did not black out. We can rule that out, and we can rule out this undiagnosed medical condition that they wrote off the, quote, accident as. Right. Because that's not true. Nope. Definitely not. Christine faced the possibility of life in prison. She ended up taking a plea deal for manslaughter and was sentenced to just 7 to 15 years behind bars. That's not a lot of time. Our boy Kevin... Is the main reason she got her sentence reduced. Yes. Because his reliability was called into question after he was caught with drugs and a firearm at the border.
0: Yeah. So about that. What the hell? Because he just threw out everyone who believed in him. And now he looks like this sketchy, creepy guy.
1: Right. And then his blog, too. Oh, yeah. He... Kind of, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to call Kevin a narcissist. Mm -hmm. I will say that maybe he got his 15 minutes of fame as the hero and he was milking it a little bit. One thousand percent. His blog posts he was making about (sighs) the case, you know, I knew Christine and I didn't find her attractive, but I knew her and Mm -hmm. I was, this is how I was affected by it. And there was speculation about him potentially profiting off of the blog posts he was making. Mm -hmm. So that also called into question how reliable is this guy if he's potentially profiting off of these blog posts because he happened to know this woman and he did the right thing one time and recorded her confession for the police. Yeah.
0: And then immediately went and screwed it up by having a gun at the border, which on his blog, he said, oh, it wasn't, it was a rusty, old, out of commission, blah, 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 and the drugs were my prescription. No, honey. They wouldn't arrest you. They would be like, okay,
1: let's look at the facts. Great. Go home. Right.
0: <laughs> like, if it was a rusty, not working gun, you know, ugh, I don't know. Right,
1: what's the big deal? Like, it could be an antique. It could be, right. you know, they're, ugh, no. Yeah, he's no.
0: not smart.
1: Yeah. So, he wasn't exactly the superstar witness that he was making himself out to be. In the end, she had to do at least some time in prison Mm -hmm. because she did murder her husband. Yeah. But she could have gotten a life sentence if it wasn't for Mr. Braggy Poo over there. Yes. Yeah. He kind of uh, screwed the pooch on that one. (laughs) Yeah, he really threw a wrench in.
0: Like, his (laughs) intentions were good. For sure. To turn her in. But then to be a dum dum and do that at the border,
1: you would screwed it up, right? And go off in blog posts. Oh my god, these blogs. Were
0: you reading them? Some. The comments. There was one <laughs> that had like over two hundred comments, and it was just him and someone named Anonymous going back and forth and back and forth. And I, Anonymous was saying things like, "Do you remember when you did this? When you did like when, And he would say like, "It was only five thirteen when I like." He clearly they knew each other, but he was anonymous. Like it was very weird and all capsy and yeah what I found the most interesting was that before Christine was handed her plea deal and the manslaughter thing she and her lawyers came up with a defense um, they said she had been taking Chantix which is something um, it's like a smoking cessation drug and so in Vermont right before this happened somebody had pled not guilty because they were on Chantix when their crime happened. And um, so she was like, I will try that. And so she tried to plead, you know, not guilty because of the Chantix. So Chantix, um, the side effects of Chantix include increased risk of neuropsychiatric injuries. And that leads to depression, aggression, agitation, hostility suicidal ideation and in many cases successful suicide so they were like "Hmm, wow okay so you're on Chantix and it was proven that she was I guess and it has these side effects and then there's this other guy who's currently in court using the Chantix defense interesting um Basically, what Chantix does is it works by reducing like the positive feelings you get from smoking. So, it, I can see how that would cause like depression and anxiety. And so, maybe it was a factor, but, um, you know, I think thinking of the Chantix and then Kevin's bumblefuck, that's maybe how she got the plea deal. Yeah. And was like,
1: bye. That's so wild. To yeah, me. isn't that crazy? The sentence hearing was just twenty minutes long. Mm-hmm. During the hearing, Christine Villas did not apologize for killing her husband. When the judge asked her if she had anything she wanted to say, she just shook her head no. <sighs> Pussy. <laughs> Honestly, her kids were placed with family members. Yeah. So it's unclear when she got out of prison exactly. But her minimum sentence to serve was supposed to be until June 25th, 2018. On June 7th, 2019, less than a year after she, you know, got out, Mm -hmm. Christine was arrested again for assaulting her boyfriend and threatening to kill him. Oh my God. She was sentenced to 16 months for domestic assault, which, I mean, 16 months? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. For domestic assault. On August 21st, 2019. So she had been out of jail... How long? Less than a year. Oh. Great. So this incident really solidifies in my head that she was the abuser in not only this situation, but, I mean, she killed her husband. Right. Right. So, you know, the whole I was abused... Crimea River mm-hmm. poor me I had a hysterectomy right it was all just a an act so ridiculous and so narcissistic because women can be the abusers too they're absolutely. not always the abuse they can be the abusers absolutely so I think here's one of those situations I mean obviously with the situation where she was arrested for repeatedly assaulting her boyfriend yeah. and threatening to kill him yeah. Wild. Wild. Yeah. And Wild.
0: She, I think she knew what she was doing the whole time. Because Kevin even said at one point they got in like an argument and she said, I'd hate to have to run you into a tree too.
1: <gasps> yeah.
0: That's what he says anyway. His credibility is kind of womp womp. But that's oh messed my. up. true. Yep. Yeah. So that is uh the horrible narcissistic woman christine billis of vermont you guys definitely let us know what you think of this case and like analyze with us her mental state and her decision making and was she justified if he really was abusive what do you guys think uh you can let us know on our twitter and instagram which is true crime any all lowercase or you can send us an email at true
1: at gmail.com Huh. You could also go to our website truecrimene.com. You could use our submission tool. You can be anonymous if you so choose. You can leave your name if you want to. You could let us know your thoughts on this case, other cases we've covered, questions, comments, concerns, feedback, and yeah you could also message us suggestions for other cases based in New England that you'd like for us to cover.
0: Yes, please. And don't forget, if you keep scrolling, you'll find a little section that's called buy me a coffee. And you can uh, quite literally buy us a coffee. So if you see that and you have a dime to spare, I mean, you could, you know, you could buy us a coffee.
1: Yeah, if you do, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode that we record that coincides with our recording schedule and yes. buy us a coffee. Yes. Um, but yeah, we would really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys so much, and we appreciate you anyway just for listening. We absolutely do. And with that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>